0: When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 13, chapter titled,
1: B&B's B&B. I did that way better than I expected
0: to. You did it way better than I expected. (laughs) B&B's B&B? Oh, that's pretty easy to say, actually.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. It just... I didn't expect it to come out as easy for me, either. Mm. Uh, Hi, Tanya. Hi. Oh, I'm Alden.
1: I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl.
0: We are a podcast, and... um, Hi, Tanya, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: good. How's your week been? It, my week is... It was long. It felt like more than one. But it was fine. How was your week?
0: Long. It felt like more than one. <laughs> uh, it was fine. Uh, not a whole lot of interesting stuff.
1: No, I don't think we do interesting stuff anymore. We don't
0: have time. We We're did... We're
1: busy, like like working on the interesting stuff that we started that's not interesting anymore because it's just a part of regular life now.
0: Yeah. Um. I We, we did watch a movie. We did watch Dr. Sleep last oh, night. Oh, it
1: was so good.
0: Tanya loved it.
1: I love Ewan McGregor
0: Um. so much. Yeah, I, I liked the movie too. I didn't love it. I liked it. It was good.
1: I went into it expecting it to not be as good as it was. But loving Stephen King movies and loving Ewan McGregor, I was like, well, it'll be something at least. And then I loved it.
0: I did the Stephen King thing where like a few times I thought it went a little bit too far. Not even like far, like bad or scary or anything. Just like, hey, that's a bit much. But otherwise, I really liked it. Mm hmm. I think every Stephen King has that a little bit.
1: Yes, because he's an overly detailed writer. So like that was even reined in from what the book was probably. I only got a few uh, chapters into the book because I can't read Stephen King books. They're too wordy, but I love Stephen King media. Like if they make a miniseries or they make a movie, I will watch those.
0: Favorite Stephen King movie. Go. Firestarter. I don't even know what that is.
1: It's Drew Barrymore.
0: Okay, it never It is... Mind. I'm out. Uh,
1: okay, I'm so out. Firestarter is one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: That's my favorite Prodigy song. Prodigy? Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. Pro- Prodigy. Hey, the La Firestarter.
1: <laughs> so Firestarter is Drew Barrymore when she was like really little. Oh, I'm out. And, yeah, for some reason, Alden hates Drew Barrymore, but he really loves Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. But, so, starter, Drew Barrymore, she's really little. David Keith and Heather Locklear have no money. They meet each other in, like, this um, experiment scientific place where they're, like, getting paid to have people do experiments on them. You're not spoiling anything, are you? No. This okay. is the movie. It's just how it is. Okay. And then they have a baby. And that baby is a fire starter, and like all these people go after them. Basically, uh, Stranger Things is a lot fire starter. Okay. Okay. Like, a whole lot, but yeah, one day we're gonna watch Fire Starter, and you're gonna love it.
0: Favorite probably most favorite Stephen King book. Go. Fire Starter.
1: I never read Fire Starter. Oh, okay. I only watched the movie. Cool. And go. It's one of my favorite movies. Book. Um, I've only read like one. Oh, I've read a lot. I know. But your favorite book of like all time is a Stephen King book.
0: Spoiler alert. We could have got there. Yeah. What's your favorite Stephen King book before you only read like one? Which one was it?
1: The car one. Christine? Christine, yeah. Yeah. I read Christine when I was like really young.
0: Mm. You haven't read any since?
1: I can't stand his wordiness. Yeah,
0: I so I don't like his wordiness either. That keeps me from a lot of his books. Um, I, and I, I think he's a good writer. I don't think he's like the best horror writer of all time or even one of the best authors of all time. I think he's good.
1: He's very imaginative.
0: I just, I so badly wish. I think a lot of his books could be amazing if he just had an editor who told him, no, get rid of this whole part. Like... Let's just shorten it out about 150 pages. Mm. And but I'm sure he's Stephen King. Like no one's doing that to him.
1: No one's doing that to him. And he's not like hurting for it. Like people love the way he writes. Right. So it's just us. It's our preference. Like I actually read most of it. And then I tried to listen to it on Audible, and I couldn't even listen to it on Audible because it was like an hour of them explaining the river. And I'm just like, cool. Like, I know what rivers are like. Awesome. That's how I feel about Stephen King books. But yeah, I will watch every movie, every miniseries as a Stephen King, anything, and I love it. And his son, I actually like his writing very much.
0: Um, no, anyway, as Tanya said, I think The Stand is one of my favorite books of all time, if not my favorite book of all time. Mm -hmm. The journey from start to finish in that book is my favorite, like, experience I've had reading anything ever. Um, that said, there's still parts in that book where I'm like, all right, that's a little silly. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't even, like, spooky scary. This is just, I couldn't think of any reasons here, so we're gonna make it silly. Right. Um,
1: Well, even in his... I mean, in every movie, there's, like, this weird, like, campy part that everyone's just, like, that's what they talk about every mm-hmm. time. It's that, like, over the top, like, in Dreamcatcher, it's the whole, like, butt scenario. Mm-mm,
0: don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't love Stephen King books. I don't know why I just spent eight minutes talking about him. But I do, like, The Stand is just so good. Like it was the, it was really the first time I remember it. Like I started reading it and I was into it and then it goes into different places and I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm into it anymore, but I kept reading it. And then it just like evolves so much that by the end you're like, I have lived an entire life with mm-hmm. these characters. Um, Anyway.
1: Yeah. So I
0: never watched a stand anything though. Like I know there's a mini series.
1: I did. It's not great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that pains me to say, because again, like I love most there are a couple of things that I don't love that are Stephen King. The Stand is one and Dreamcatcher is the other.
0: Yeah, and I know that people are in love with the um, the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read the first four books, I think.
1: That's a lot.
0: Yeah, no, I The first book, I liked it a lot. The second book, I liked. And I was like, it's got to be going somewhere. And then in the third book and fourth book, I was just like, all right, I'm out. It's... And, but people love it mm-hmm. but for me it again it was just stuff where it's like now this other silly thing that's supposed to seem kind of spooky happened right.
1: he's very good at creating worlds mm-hmm. he hasn't quite for some reason over a thousand years has not quite honed in on how to do that without going over the top Neil Gaiman does it perfectly mm. every single time mm. Alden hates Neil Gaiman I, I love hate everything Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman I don't hate Neil Gaiman what's your at all? favorite Neil Gaiman book
0: the, the Shand.
1: Alden Coraline, has... the movie. <laughs> Alden has never read a Neil Gaiman book. I
0: can't get through them. It's the same kind of thing where it's just so like fantastical and weird. But I'm like, I want something to hold on to. Like I want a thread of normal to go through whatever right. I'm reading.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Neil Gaiman is definitely not for you.
0: Right. Like I can handle all of the crazy stuff. I just want there to be a. I don't know some nor- reality, yeah, there. where I can see like I can see myself having that friendship throughout the book, and then all of this crazy stuff going on is an accessory to that. But but no. you
1: liked Coraline the movie,
0: uh huh, the movie, it's yeah, so good.
1: What about you saw you watched Stardust with me? Do you remember it at all? No. Oh,
0: what was that? That
1: had Claire Danes in it. Oh, and Michelle Pfeiffer was like the witch who. Um, I didn't even really like that. She like eight stars to say. Yeah, that immortal. was just ridiculous. I love that movie. Um, it's one of my favorites.
0: I'm sure I've seen other Neil Gaiman stuff.
1: Uh, you watched some of Good Omens with me. Good
0: Omens was, it was good. So
1: good. I I kind of want to watch that again.
0: Um. Anyway, welcome to Book Pod.
1: <laughs> we could have a book podcast.
0: Yeah, we could.
1: I I've don't read, read a as lot much. Of I books. don't. I don't read
0: as much these days um uh, tanya does
1: yeah but most of it's cozy mysteries yeah. every once in a while i branch out and like
0: and then go halfway through i just don't get into books unless they're cozy mystery books anymore
1: well because cozy mystery books are so comfortable and cozy and like they're like someone died in the barn but also look at these muffins that she just baked and here's the recipe for them that's a cozy mystery. Mm. I love those.
0: The other night we had a meal because Tanya read about it in her cozy mystery book.
1: And how was it?
0: It was good. Yeah. Which which meal was that it?
1: That was the tomato basil chicken. Oh, uh, it was very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was really good. Um, You know what else is my favorite book of all time?
1: Uh, The Bible?
0: No. Boy Meets World, season four, episode 13, chapter titled.
1: B&B's B&B. Ah, good job.
0: Uh... And and that book—it's not a book; it's a TV show. We watch a TV show, and it was written or is directed by Jeff McCracken, It was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang. Butt Gang's back for the first time, I think, in season four. Butt Gang. I
1: can't believe how much I miss Butt Gang.
0: I can't believe how much I miss Butt Gang.
1: <laughs> you said that so suggestively. <laughs> I
0: wonder why. <laughs> uh. So uh dear wife tanya mm-hmm. tanya elizabeth uh blurb me up
1: okay the blurb for season four episode 13 b&b's b&b is sean comes up with a scheme to make money when feeny goes out of town
0: brilliant disney plus you went from the absurd to the bland.
1: Honestly, I thought I would just remember that and so I didn't write it down. I it's somewhere around there.
0: Oh. <laughs> so
1: It really is. Like the first half was exactly it, and then the second half I just kinda improv. You
0: gotta let me know when you're improving so I don't shit talk the blurb, and then
1: <laughs> It wasn't better.
0: Okay. Um Classroom or not, Tanya. Classroom or not. Classroom or
1: not. Definitely, definitely in the kitchen. Are you okay?
0: Did you just, what happened?
1: I was trying to psych you out.
0: I thought you were like the TV cutting off in a Stephen King movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was making the sound like it could be classroom or it could be kitchen
0: that got very that got very ASMR. Um so so welcome to Book Pod the ASMR book experience. Um what a what a podcast that would be. Just and then he climbed up the dark tower.
1: Does he climb up the dark tower? No. Oh.
0: I mean, no. I don't know. I didn't read the last book.
1: Is that what it was supposed to happen? Like, it was supposed to get to the point where he climbs the Dark Tower?
0: All seven books are about him trying to get to the Dark Tower. So I would imagine... How far
1: did he have to travel? It
0: has to be... I mean, he traveled time and space, and he... I think the third book is all about him on a train, and sometimes the train takes him to these weird places. So
1: it's Infinity Train?
0: Uh, Yeah, except Infinity Train is Ashley Johnson, and that makes everything better.
1: Agreed. Yes, so like infinity. What you're saying is, "Infinity Train" is Stephen King for children.
0: Yeah, probably. I wonder if anyone's made that connection. It does. You kind heard of,
1: it here first, guys.
0: Yeah, we did it. We cracked the code, "Infinity Train." You hacks, <laughs> class. Hey, class. Just in case you forgot, <laughs> this is a "Boy Meets World" podcast where we watch the show. We watch the "Boy Meets World" episode. And then we don't talk about it at all. <laughs> anyway, we're in the kitchen. The kitchen. Uh, Eric is flying out to Boston.
1: For oh, a camping oh, show? Flying out to Boston. Huh? You are so musical tonight. I know. Um, he's going to a camping show because that's the thing. Like, I guess all the camping gear that what? there is is at this like
0: I don't think that's a stretch at all. You've worked in industries where they have ridiculous trade shows. So anyway, we're in the kitchen.
1: And Eric's going to camping show. Camping show. Sh- show. <laughs> Where he's going to see all the tents and equipment that he's going to need to stock his store. And
0: Alan is like, make sure you only, like, this is your first trade show. Make sure you represent the company well.
1: No dancing on the bar, picking up chicks. And Eric's like, I wouldn't do that. I Like, why would you think I would do that?
0: And Corey comes around the corner and goes, Eric, you forgot your book.
1: And Eric was like, what book? And Corey's like, how to act innocent when your father catches you. And wow. <laughs> Eric's like, I guess I need to read that again.
0: Yeah. So then Feeney like bursts in the back door and he's like, do you guys have a lock? Does this door lock? Oh, it's too late. Sean kicks in the door.
1: And he comes in behind Mr. Feeney and he's just like, all I'm saying is I just want to drop economics. Like, I just don't understand it, Like, and it's not going to be important for me. I'm never going to use this stuff.
0: He says, I try to keep it in my head, and bloop, it just falls right out. And uh, Mr. Feeney says, look, it's not that hard. All you have to do is pretend like you have a business, pretend like you run it, and then write a report
1: about it. So is Mr. Feeney teaching economics in history?
0: I f- guess so. Don't know if that's abnormal.
1: Maybe it's not. It just like hit me as weird for a second because I was like, but wait, Mr. Feeney teaches history. And then I remembered that like, but we were in a weird school, so I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Where else would they teach economics?
1: Uh, math? No. Uh, economics as I... like an independent study? No,
0: Please? that's, they didn't have, I mean, I think now, no, I don't even think now. Like, I don't know. There, there definitely should be more... That's another topic I would love to get into, but we've already talked so much about other stuff. (laughs) Like, the kids don't learn what they need to, anyway. um...
1: And I'll bet Mr. Feeney told him that he wouldn't have a calculator with him for the rest of his life, too. And guess what? He probably did, because we have calculators in our hand all the time.
0: And uh, Sean basically says, like, look, no hunter has ever made it in business I don't need to know any of this stuff. So Sean's like really hanging on to that hunters can't do anything thing.
1: Yeah. And so he goes and sits at the table and like, um, Feeney goes over to Amy and hands her keys and is like, okay, so thank you so much for watching my house while I go, um, out of town. I have some instructions for you. One is uh, for the plants that need to be watered. Here's the plants that need vitamins. And here's the plants that need rotated. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am Mr. Feeney. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, that was like a list you gave your mom, except uh, there weren't any chickens on Mr. Feeney's list.
1: That's true.
0: Uh, um, and they start talking about how... Um,
1: he's staying in a BNB. He's
0: staying in a BnB and b uh, And Eric's not Eric, Sean says, well, what's that cost you, like two or three dollars? Because he's
1: like, oh, you just go stay at someone's house oh, and yeah. eat all their food and he's like sitting at the Matthews table drinking and eating their food and drinking like their juice or whatever and Corey's facial expressions are just so priceless. Like he's making like the ooh face, like,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know
1: if everybody knows what the ooh face is but it's a very like disgruntled, like confused and uh perturbed face and he is making it towards sean and sean's just like what does that run you like two dollars
0: and mr feeney says no quite quite a bit more and amy says some of these things run you two hundred dollars a night and uh mr feeney's like not this one and but then you see a little glimmer in sean's eye
1: Mm -hmm. uh
0: so we cut to mr feeney's house
1: um, and Corey and Sean are going in. And... This is,
0: by the way, the only episode of Boy Meets World inside Mr. Feeny's house.
1: Is it? Yep. Ever?
0: Uh, according to the wiki.
1: And we see inside his house yeah. when he's setting the table in season one.
0: That's the only other time you even see inside his house.
1: Wow. Yeah. They did a really good job making it look like a person who has, like, very refined taste and holds on to everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, but they, so they're going through and they're all, they're just creeped out because they're in their teacher's house. And Corey is like, I just thought there would be more. No, Sean says there, I thought there would be more like shrunken heads and stuff like that. And Corey's like, why would he have that? And Sean says, because he took it all from me last year.
1: <laughs> um, and Sean's like, I'm going to go check out the other rooms. And Corey sees like a pen and his test sitting there. And he's like, a pen, and my test? Oh, Feeney, you fool. And then he reads a note on the test that's like, Mr. Matthews, you fool, put the pen down and take a step away from my walnut credenza.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Sean comes downstairs and he's like, wow, Mr. Feeney has two full bedrooms and, and bathrooms. One of the bathrooms has a six-foot round tub with jets and, uh, and then he he leaves right
1: right yeah they leave and we go to um the hotel bar yeah where eric is sitting he's very dapper we're in a
0: lot of new places this episode yeah it's very
1: exciting i'm liking the change of scenery i feel like i'm on a little vacation yeah me too um but he's sitting at the bar and he's looking very dapper he's got like a suit jacket over a turtleneck he looks nice and um the bartender is a really pretty girl and she's like asking him questions about himself and he's sort of like skirting the questions and then she's like well he's uh-huh. trying to make himself fresh out of high school he's trying to make
0: himself sound really important he says he's going to be in the Forbes magazine yeah uh and yeah she she just calls him she says uh okay cool just got out of high school you work for your daddy this is it's your first, first trade con-
1: show yeah
0: and uh it's just, it made me think like she was spot on, and it makes me think of how many bartenders just like know people mm-hmm. so well.
1: Yeah. I and mean, they have to. Like, it's kind of their job.
0: Yeah, but like, it's crazy how, how like um, intuitive
1: they become. Yeah.
0: And, and how like refined that skill can get. Mm hmm. Um,
1: Any, I mean, any customer service situation, like you start to understand people so much better. Mm. I don't like, I, it's so weird to me now that I really don't understand people as much as I used to because of the fact that I don't work in customer service anymore.
0: I legitimately think like part of psychology 101, like for you to get, uh, for you to get certified to be a therapist, they should force you to be a bartender for two years. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of your, that's your internship. All bartenders are interns. Yep. Anyway, uh, so Eric is flirting with her. He asked her for a brewski.
1: And she's like, a root brewski? And he's like, yeah, if that's the only thing you can give me. And she's like, here's what I'll do. And she, like, pours it into, like, a beer mug. And she's like, okay, catch it. And she slides it down the bar. And it goes right past Eric. And there's this really weird, like, view of the side of his face and it looks like it's paused and someone else catches it at the end of the bar. Who is it? Who could it possibly be? Well,
0: he says, you're supposed to catch it with your Matthews.
1: What <laughs> is my Feeny voice, is Mr. Feeney doing at the hotel bar when he was staying at a bed and breakfast?
0: That's a good question.
1: We're about to answer it.
0: That's actually a very good question, actually.
1: Well, he's meeting someone. Yes. But Oh, yeah. Why is he meeting that person at the hotel bar when he's not even staying at the hotel?
0: Yeah, and she she lives Lives in Boston, and he finds himself in the hotel bar multiple times.
1: Who is this she that we're talking
0: about? Uh, Mr. Feeney says he's got a special someone.
1: Her name's Elizabeth.
0: Her name is Elizabeth. I love the name Elizabeth. Do you,
1: Mm -hmm. Tanya Elizabeth? Yes. In fact, I wish that I went by my middle name.
0: I mean, we can make that happen
1: we've tried you can't stick with it I forget <laughs> so we can't make it happen let's
0: well, just that's your podcast name Elizabeth yeah we'll do it here Fred stop chewing on your butt while we're doing a podcast <laughs> please keep that I could legitimately hear that um <laughs> sorry for our dog Just Tanya's, Tanya's making me keep it um yeah alright I mean Elizabeth is making me keep it <laughs> you
1: forgot already <laughs> You can't really call me Elizabeth in this episode because it's going to get people confused as to who you're talking about. Because Maybe
0: you dated Mr. Feeney.
1: Mm, I would.
0: Yeah, I know. We, and- could,
1: we could do plants together, just like, you know, walk around. Our date at home is like, okay, let's just like gather up all the plants and go water them and then we can like trim them and this is so romantic.
0: Tanya's dream life. <laughs> um. So... Anyway, they kind of have a little talk about how Mr. Feeney has a special woman. She lives in Boston. Uh, she she works in Boston. Uh, they
1: see each other four times a year and every time.
0: Every once in a while. Or I think he says once a year, one of us mm-hmm. decides that we need to tell the other it's time to move in with each other. Let's just drop our lives and move in together.
1: And every time one of us says no.
0: And Eric says, what if she says yes? And Mr. Feeney says, she won't. Right. And he's like, I'll ask her, I'll I'll, you know, I'll be very polite and hold her hand and ask her, and then she will say no, and then I will return home. And Eric goes to me and Corey. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: Um So we find out all about Elizabeth and then we go back to Feeney's house. Yep. Yeah. And Corey is walking into Feeney's house straight into Sean is already there and he's like dressed super nice Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: Corey's like what are you doing here without me you crazy person
0: and Sean is like um I don't have an answer that won't make you upset
1: (laughs) (laughs) and Corey's just like what is going on and so Sean starts to tell him well I got this idea because we've got all these rooms and I have this project to do. So, basically, I'm working on my economics project. Mm -hmm. And Corey's like, oh, that's great. That's a great thing. Like, what are you doing? He's like, well, my economics project is on. (laughs) Your what? (laughs) Economics. (laughs) My economics project is uh, B&B and... I, you know, I've done advertising for it. And this is the business plan. And Corey's like, this is a really good idea. Good job. And then the door opens and in comes a couple.
0: And they're like, we're the Timmers.
1: And this was after Sean has said, and these are the people that I have lined up to, like, like, have reservations in the B&B. And it's, like, the Timmers and, like, two other people. And, like, then the Timmers actually show up. And Corey's like, uh... What, and Sean's like welcome, and like takes their card and like br- brings them into the bed and breakfast, and kind
0: of speaks Dutch to them, but like not he, really.
1: He speaks something, and he like puts a very strong accent on for them.
0: Uh, and and Corey's like, we can't do this, Sean. And Sean says, uh, Mister Feeney gave us the keys to his house. He practically wants this to happen.
1: And Corey just starts screaming. And he just screams, like in between everything that Sean says, he's like freaking out. And he's like, I- You can't be doing this. And Sean's like, Me? It's we. It's mm-hmm. us. You're in this too. And Corey's like, No, no, I'm telling you no. And he was like, You let me in. And the um, guests are like, Who is this? And uh, Sean's like, This is the bellboy. He's very cranky. And the um, guy who is, Coming to stay is like, I like him. And then Sean's like, and the concierge will see you to your room. And Corey's like, who's the concierge? And Topanga comes like bouncing down the stairs in like a nice outfit. And Corey goes running over and he's just like, Topanga, you are so sweet and wonderful. How on earth could you fall prey to this scheme? And Topanga walks over and like grabs the bags, and they give her like ten dollars, and she's like, "This is why." And she goes and helps them take their stuff up.
0: And then we cut to the hotel bar back there again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric is talking about, or he's talking to the girl, and she's like, "What is what is that guy to you? Like, what is he?" And Eric says, "Well, he he was my teacher, and he's, he's my, my neighbor." neighbor. And I don't know what he really is anymore. And then he's, he was he g-
1: my principal. And he
0: gives me some ad- advice sometimes. And she's like, and he goes, What well, what would you call that? And she goes, I think you'd call that a friend.
1: And he's just like, what?
0: Mind blown.
1: Yeah. And she basically says, isn't that him over there? Well, first oh, she says,
0: yeah. I'm off in 10 minutes. Why don't we go somewhere Nice. You seem like a nice guy. And he goes. And
1: and she says, I want to take you to dinner. It's your last night in Boston. And he's
0: very excited. And then she like is, is being kind of suggestive with him. Mm-hmm. And then she says, wait, isn't isn't that your friend over there? And he says, yeah, no, it definitely. Like he doesn't even turn around. And right. he goes, yeah, no, it definitely is because something good was about to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she like kisses him, I think. On the cheek. But it sounded like more because I wasn't actually looking at the screen. I was writing stuff no. down. <laughs> it okay. sounded like a big old smooch.
0: Yeah. And he says, oh, after he says something good is going to happen, she goes, yeah, something really good.
1: Um, And so Eric, like, begrudgingly goes over to Mr. Feeney, who is actually very distraught. Uh,
0: and Eric is like, what's got you down, Mr. Feeney? And he says every year he looks forward to seeing her. Every year, we part company, and Eric goes,
1: she said she yes, said this yes? Time.
0: and Mr. Feeney says, no, she said no, and you know why she said no, and Eric goes, because you guys don't love each other?
1: <laughs> Which, like, holy cow, Eric, that was mean, but also, yeah. Maybe. Like, like maybe Mr. Feeney loves her. But she doesn't love him, I don't think they do love each other. May- I think that he, that Mr Feeney is in a state of thinking this is all that's left for him because he's old
0: like maybe. there isn't
1: another choice or maybe
0: they're so like they are this is they have their careers and they don't mm-hmm. want to give that up i don't mm-hmm. I don't think you just inherently give that up because you're in love with someone
1: maybe not and I guess like. Mr. Feeney is different because he is very close with his students. Like, he, him moving to Boston I mean he is not next door to the Matthews anymore. And that would right. kind of, like, screw up the whole show. But generally speaking, this is a person who has worked in many, many schools and could easily find a job in a Boston school district. Like, it's not like he would have to give up his career. He's just giving up, for some reason, the kids that he has... Taught since kindergarten, like, yeah, very weird circumstances in Philadelphia.
0: Um, anyway, so I don't know, they could love each other, but they just now is not the time for them to drop their lives, yeah. Um, plus, I mean, they're older, so it it might be hard for them to restart at a new school,
1: maybe. I think they're both scared, yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is that they are both afraid and they're. They're old and they are afraid that if this is the last thing that they do and it's a mistake, that's a problem.
0: Yeah. And Mr. Feeney says, or no, Eric says, love takes risks. You're, you're, you you got to take risks. And Mr. Feeney says, I'm a little too old to be taking risks.
1: And they have a really sweet heart to heart. And and Eric is like, you know, you have this and you have this. And like, honestly, though, you have your friends and he's like basically pointing out that he is Mr. Feeney's friend. And then like Mr. Feeney says to him, he's like, so I was thinking like it's our last night here and we're here together. We could go get a nice soup bowl. Is that uh, what Something he said? like that. Some, like a nice or a pasta bowl or some something Some nice like dinner. That? And Eric was like, I had something different in mind. And I thought he was going to be like, I have a date with the bartender. I did too. And he was... and." Mr. Feeney's like, oh. Well,
0: Eric says, we could get in a car, drive around the town, try to find a good spot to hang out. And Mr. Feeney goes, oh, you mean cruise for chicks? And Eric goes, and their mothers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then Eric's like, I don't really know what to do about this whole friendship. And Mr. Feeney's like, me either, Mr. Matthews. (laughs)
0: So now we go back to Mr. Feeney's house where Mr. Feeney is not. But many, many people are.
1: Many people are. And like Corey is playing the piano. Like, like he's who killing knew? it. We've never seen him practice piano in all of the four years we have spent with him. He has never once touched a piano. I don't think they have a piano over at the Matthews house. So he must have been practicing over at Mr. Feeney's. Because he knows how to play the piano very well. And everyone is gathered around. They're having a sing-along. Topanga's there. Like, it is an experience. And it's like an
0: old-timey song. Yeah. Um, Silvery Moon. Yeah. Uh, and it's all the older couples because there's are still... They keep talking about how there's a newlywed couple that's upstairs and just will not leave the bedroom. <laughs> uh, and I think... Oh, Sean comes down after the song and he goes, Good news, everybody uh what's their name the more parks the more parks have eaten a meal and they all cheer
1: (laughs) i this completely like made me feel like oh that must be what a bed and breakfast is like when i was a kid Mm -hmm. uh no because like we have friends we've never stayed in a bed and breakfast i would like to very much but
0: (laughs) hint hint
1: i mean maybe after covid not now oh yeah um, but we have friends who that's where they stay when they go places, our bed and breakfast. And there are not like sing-alongs and stuff there.
0: We think. I would like to stay in one one day, Tanya, Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, but so all the, the couples kind of disperse and Corey goes, we just made $42.50 in tips.
1: He's like, that's enough to hire the public um, defender. Public defender. <laughs>
0: And Sean is like, look, well, calm down. We're not going to get caught. And Corey uh, basically says, like, we have to get caught. Like, I have to we have to get caught or there's no order in the world. And I need there to be order in the world.
1: Right. He's saying like the universe is out of balance if they don't get caught. Like, this is what happens. They do something wrong. They get caught. And then it's just a cycle that happens and happens and happens. They learn something from it. And then they go on with their life. And Sean's like, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get caught this time. We just have to get through breakfast tomorrow. And Corey's like, oh, we have to feed them breakfast? So he thinks, like, that's it. Like, that's well, the He thing. says,
0: we're going to get caught at breakfast. Right. Like, all happy.
1: Um, but then you see we're at the kitchen.
0: The next morning, yeah. The next
1: morning, we're at the Matthews kitchen, not the bed and breakfast kitchen.
0: Not the hotel bar kitchen.
1: Right. We're at the Matthews kitchen, and Amy and Alan and Corey are sitting at the table, and there's like a huge stack of pancakes in front of them. And Corey's like, before we eat, we need to give thanks for all of this. It's only fair that we give thanks for this. They
0: look at him all weird.
1: And he's like, okay, bow your heads. Bow your heads lower a little bit lower and he starts praying and throwing pancakes out the door and sean is catching them on a plate
0: Corey and sean were the original new day that is true throwing pancakes Yep. eating bootios
1: if bootios come up in boy meets world that would be crazy i wouldn't be
0: surprised uh xavier woods uh of the new day is a huge Boy Meets World Mm -hmm. fan and is just in love with Danielle Fishel.
1: And she showed up on his podcast as a surprise. He had no idea, and it was the most charming experience I've ever heard audibly. He
0: basically broke out in tears.
1: It was beautiful.
0: It was fantastic, and she's like a big wrestling fan, so she was just joking back and forth with them.
1: And she's like talking shop with them. It was very cute. Like She completely understands the industry. I love that episode. It was so good. She's
0: been a big fan for years. Um, I remember hearing about her. It probably dates back to them being on the show. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, throwing pancakes.
1: (laughs) So they're throwing pancakes. Sean is catching them, and the prayer is over, and then you go back to Feeney's house.
0: And they are talking again about how, like, they did it. They made it through breakfast. This is it.
1: Everybody's checking out. He's like, all we have to do is get all the guests checked out, and then we're home free. And Corey's like, nope, because... The kitchen well, is full of dishes. The rooms are a mess upstairs. Like, there's no way we can clean everything up.
0: And then one of the guests comes down and says, oh, she took care of the dishes. And, and We've just I... had
1: such a wonderful experience. We wanted to help clean up. And she's, like, carrying all of the cleaning supplies down.
0: And Corey, like, starts to get really, like, disturbed. And he's like, no, no, no. This isn't this isn't how it's supposed to work. What's supposed to happen is, Sean, you look side you you turn your head to the side and stare at the door
1: and and you say like we're not gonna get caught
0: and sean goes we're not gonna get caught
1: and he's like and the doorknob's gonna turn
0: and the doorknob's, doorknob 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 starts turning and Corey goes just like that And then Feeney walks in and then the door opens and it's Mr. Feeney. And Corey is like,
1: yes, yes,
0: all is right with the world. And like he runs over to Mr. Feeney and he's so excited to see him. (laughs) And
1: Mr. Feeney's like, oh, I seem to have left my overnight bag in the car. I'll just be like 20 seconds. And he turns around and he shuts the door. And Sean's like, we could still do this. If we can just get all the guests checked out in 15 seconds, we've got this. And Corey's like, no, no we're caught. This is it. This is it, Sean. The universe is shining down on us. Everything He's, is fine. He says,
0: there's no way we can get these guests out in 15 seconds. And, and then, then they walk down.
1: They walk down and they're like, oh, my husband says we have to leave in exactly five seconds or we are not going to make the airport in time. Do you want to share a cab with us? And the other group's like, yes, let's go. And they... And, and
0: Corey says, but... They still have to walk out the front. Mr. Feeney's walking in the front. And then the guy goes, Let's walk out the back. I don't want to look at that little that cute he little said, statue. I want to
1: grab the bench on our oh, yeah. way out.
0: <laughs> and uh Corey is just like, No. Then Mr. Feeney walks back in. Everyone has left. Uh, he starts looking around the room, and and Sean has got like this big shit-eating, shit-eating grin on his face as Mr. Feeney starts grabbing things and he says, This it looks great in here. And cory walks over and he goes the statue's missing they took the statue this is how it's gonna happen we're gonna find out thank you and like he looks up at the sky and holds his hand out
1: and as his hand is held out you see the couple who took the statue tiptoe back in and she's like give that back right now and he just puts it in Corey's hand and then walks out so cory's just standing there with the statue so he can just put it away so, um, Sean is just like, so everything is good. And Feeney is just like, yeah, so how much money did you make this weekend? And Corey is like, Corey, yes. Corey's like, yes. How did you find I out? <laughs> and, um, Sean starts like taking guesses at what it could be. And Mr. Feeney's like, no. It was the cab driver. Yeah, Sean was trying I to out. I gave him his ad. Yeah. I gave him my my home address, and he was like, "Oh, I know the place. I've been going back and forth from there all weekend. Definitely get the room with the bathtub." And um, Sean says, "Yeah, a very very off color thing that uh, I'm not going to repeat, but um, they're caught." Right, and Sean's like, "So what's going to happen now?" And Feeney's like, "Look, you do have a head for business, like."
0: Well, he and he says, Sean says, "How much trouble are we gonna, are we going to be in?" And Mister Feeney says, oh, "Only about the normal amount," and Sean is like, "What? How? Why? It won't be more?"
1: And he's like, "You did a good job. Like, you created a business. You marketed the business. You advertised it. You successfully." completed a whole weekend of a, ba- a bed and breakfast
0: he said you took a risk and sometimes in life you got to take a risk and he said don't you, like you you've already got the, a mind for business now all you need is the school and once you go to college and you put that together you're going to be able to run your own business
1: um, and Sean is very happy. He's like, I might actually be able to do something. And Corey's happy because they got caught. So like both of them are happy. And Mr. Feeney's not even that mad that they use his house as a hotel for an entire weekend. Yeah. In fact, it's made him start thinking about taking risks and he, the fact that he doesn't.
0: But he also held out his hand and took the money from Sean. And Sean mm-hmm. is like, uh, here's another risk. Can I get that money back? And Mr. Feeney says, uh, you can have it when you go back to college or when you go to college.
1: Yeah. So um
0: on now we're going to the post credit scene.
1: During the credit scene the while post, the credits are rolling while well, there's names showing up on the bottom and credits. we're reading all of the people who were involved with the TV show like Butt Gang and uh who who is the director? Oh.
0: That's already rolled. We saw it was post credits now. Um, anyway, Mr. Feeney's walking in his hallway. Now we're seeing Mr. Feeney's upstairs hallway. Upstairs hallway.
1: hallway. It's very dark and stuffy looking. And he starts knocking on the door. He's like, okay, I get it. You're newlyweds. You're young. Like, but I need you to vacate the premises immediately. That is my bedroom.
0: While he's talking, Topanga walks up (laughs) behind him and she's got like a... Uh, stereotypical maid outfit on
1: and she's like turns so she's like oh and she like turns around and, like disappears really quickly mm-hmm. this was another like very kind of slapsticky Topanga episode that yeah. I enjoyed her like little bit pieces so much yeah um and so Mr. Feeney goes into this whole monologue about like you know they're young and he wishes he was young still so that he could experience these things and like blah de blah de blah and then the door opens, and it's people his age come out. Yeah. They were the ones on their honeymoon, and it made him realize that, like, there is more for him out there. He goes, maybe I am still young.
0: Mm, yeah. And that's it. That's it. The credits have rolled.
1: The credits have rolled, the screen has gone black, and we are feverishly pushing buttons to make sure that we do not accidentally go to the next episode.
0: Welcome to the post-credits of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. What? <laughs> it's a new segment. Oh, okay. Where I ask what do we you. Do? I say Tanya. Uh-huh. How'd you feel about this episode?
1: I loved this episode. And I'm very surprised that I love this episode because I don't remember liking it all that much when I was younger. Like it was it was a filler episode that I don't think I cared about very much. But I also did not care about Eric when I was younger. Like anything with Eric, I don't even think I remember. You have a like, crush on him? Oh, no. Uh uh-uh. oh. Wow. I was very loyal to Ryder Strong. <laughs> that was it. Like, that was my one and only. Now I'm like, ooh, what was I thinking? But yeah, no. As an adult, the Eric Feeney storyline is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Like, I love like we talked last week about Sean and Corey's friendship and how that was able to create like a safe place for boys who were friends with each other. And, you know, they could be emotional with each other. It didn't have to just be like a a toxic masculinity kind of friendship. This is another example of that, like where they are like, who cares that Feeney is incredibly elderly and that Eric is fresh out of high school. Like these are both adults who are still figuring out life because everyone is still figuring out life forever. Like, and they come together as friends and they're good for each other. And I feel like it's so good. I loved it.
0: How'd you feel about the, the, the Corey and Sean story?
1: Um, so it was good. It was very funny. It was much funnier than I remember it being. I, when I saw what episode this was, I was like, eh, I don't think I remember liking this episode very much. But Corey is so funny. Like, every facial expression he makes, it's like he's a grouchy old man, and it's so good.
0: Yeah, like, his... uh, uh, His exasperation about them not getting caught is so funny and Sean says at one point you were the kid that liked getting spanked didn't you (laughs) and Corey says I always deserved it
1: (laughs) it's this really interesting like neurotic behavior that I didn't pick up on as that being like a real thing that a person could be like it was just funny it was comedic relief Mm -hmm. but as an adult now I know like there are Are many like behaviors that are neurotic like that that like we can't explain why we're like that, but we are. And I kind of related to Corey's like feeling like things were spiraling out of control because they were going too well. Like I understand that I'll bet you do so well. Yeah. So I loved that Topanga again, like she was in it for probably a combination of five full minutes and every single time don't even she was- I not know if
0: it was that much.
1: Every single time she was on screen, she was so good. Like, it was so good. Yeah. I loved this episode. How did you feel about it?
0: Oh, I- Uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> you gave it a 10 out of 10.
0: Loved this episode. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. I know.
0: I, I wish you guys could see her face-
1: we never love the same episode.
0: I thought it was so good. And like last week, I was kind of annoyed by the Eric and Feeney story and this week I thought it was the greatest Mm -hmm. so I don't know last week I was just tired or I
1: think that has a lot to do with it
0: Uh, spoiler alert though this week also very tired just doing a better job at pretending
1: we had the best meal ever before we started our podcast and it made it makes all the difference like eat your favorite food before you start a podcast (laughs) it like this is tips from podcast professionals yeah
0: all the people who write to us and say I want to start a podcast what should I do? And I'm like, well, eat so tacos. go ahead and get a good microphone and make sure you have a good setup and you want to make sure your audio is good. Learn how to edit. And Tanya's just like, tacos, just get tacos, tacos every <laughs> week before you do, do podcasting. But the other thing that she doesn't mention is make sure you're doing a podcast with someone you're in love with, uh, because if you eat tacos before doing the episode <laughs> and you're breathing that hot taco breath into each other's faces while you're podcasting. You better fucking love them. Like, you got to, or you're going to stop doing the podcast. Podcasts have been broken up for less. Let me tell you, I've done a lot of podcasts that got broken up.
1: Why didn't you tell me?
0: Why didn't I tell you what?
1: About my breath.
0: It's I, I'm not even worried about yours. I'm worried about you smelling mine. I, I had, smell
1: the thing. I had
0: Cuban tacos oh. with... T- Oh, they're so good. They
1: have pickles on them. They have
0: pickles. They have horseradish sauce. I don't like horseradish sauce, but something about like the combination of all the stuff is just... It has bacon, So and it has uh, pork. Is it pork? Yes. And just class. Think about the combination of those smells coming out of one person's mouth. <laughs>
1: also... We have no listeners anymore.
0: Along with thanks th- to this. the Dr. Pepper that that you had along with it and all of that's just coming out so anyway i like the episode a lot
1: (laughs) um what was your favorite part
0: um i just i really loved watching Corey struggle with the fact that they weren't going to get in trouble um and his just like um almost that
1: (sighs) he's like about to have a panic attack over it because To him, his world is in chaos if it doesn't go this specific way.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll never forget. uh, um, I don't remember. I was in my early 20s or maybe late teens, and I went to the Baltimore Aquarium for the first time since I had been a kid. And it's an amazing aquarium. I love that place so much. I've never been. It's so expensive. We're not going to be able to go. (laughs) I'm never
1: going to Disney World, (laughs) and I'm never going to the Baltimore Aquarium. it's so or a bed and breakfast or a bed and
0: breakfast and uh, but you start in this on this one side where you're you're in a giant aquarium but <laughs> um, t- shut up and but anyway like it's clear where you are but so you go through this whole thing like you go through the whole day of aquarium and then you come back around to the end and at the very end you're on the opposite side of the wall that you started and you're like looking at the other end of the aquarium. And I don't know, something about that moment hit me so hard when that I was like,
1: just stressed me out. I said,
0: this feels so good. Like something about it just like coming all together. And th- that whole experience brought like together at this one moment and gave me closure to everything. And that's when I realized I got something in my brain that other people don't. <laughs>
1: Everyone has something in their brain that other people don't like. I think that's that was the cool part about this episode to me is that as a kid, you don't you just see it as funny. Right. As an adult, you realize like everyone has a quirk, like Mm -hmm. everyone has something that is they feel out of control or they need to hold on to or like whatever. And some people it's bigger than others. And some like sometimes you don't even know that anyone that someone has this thing in their brains until like they have a breakdown and you're just like what happened and they're like the spaghetti noodles like it's just very Seinfeld of you (laughs) it's my quirk
0: Seinfeld Seinfeld.
1: (laughs) but yeah like I love that they kind of pointed that out like everyone's got these weird quirks in their brains that separate them out from other people like no one has the same brain
0: Mm. and some people have the shining get it yes because we, the mood, okay mm-hmm. um so I like the episode a lot and yeah no I agree like uh it's it's fun as an adult or it's fun as as someone who kind of understands people mm-hmm. it's fun to watch things that are really like watching other people like right. you're watching a real person go through real things
1: yeah it's not the same as like watching an overly contrived thing like this this is very human compared to a lot of things that we watch
0: well and and while it was kind of slapsticky and funny it wasn't too over the top Mm -hmm. it wasn't them hand fistedly saying look look guys cory cory needs everything to go bad like it was just playing out in front of you
1: right the way it would realistically
0: when did i get so excited to see butt gang episodes Good I don't know. God. It's so
1: weird. Like you said this is a butt gang episode and I was like, I love butt gang. <laughs> can
0: you can you can you scream that again? No.
1: <laughs> um because this episode made me so happy and like so unexpectedly happy. Hmm. Like I was just like, This is a really good one. I'm yeah. very happy with it.
0: Yeah. You know what I, you know what else we're happy with?
1: Tacos. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, you guys listening.
1: Oh, that. You take it away. You were right. I was wrong. It wasn't tacos at all.
0: (laughs) I love you guys more than
1: tacos.
0: (laughs) Tanya, on the
1: other hand. I don't love many things more than tacos. What kind of tacos did you get? I got the um, Greek tacos. Mm. So it was like the lamb and tzatziki sauce.
0: Yeah, let's be clear. Like, these aren't real tacos. This is like very... They experimented and made these Americanized tacos.
1: Yeah, it's very good though. But it's
0: amazing. Um, Anyway, we did a podcast and now we're ending it. I got
1: street corn too.
0: (laughs) We did a podcast. I love
1: street corn.
0: We did a podcast, now we're ending it. Mm -hmm. Tanya, where can people find us?
1: You can find us on Twitter at BM...
0: Or you can email us...
1: At BMGM... I haven't done it in a few weeks. BMG and BMW. Did I do that right?
0: Yeah, except...
1: At gmail.com.
0: That's a really long email address. BMG (laughs) and BMW. Did I do that right? At (laughs) gmail.com.
1: And you don't find us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. It's very fun
0: join our facebook group there are a lot of great people in there and a lot of good discussions they know
1: way more about boy meets world than we do so if you want to actually get like the real tip on what happened on boy meets world go talk to them in our facebook group (laughs) because we don't actually know what happened in the episode
0: yeah but they're all fantastic Mm -hmm. and uh we've had a lot of people join recently but not post so
1: go ahead and just say hey what's up yeah we so like We love talking about Boy Meets World. I get so excited when someone like starts a topic in the group because like we're watching this every single week. So like we're also very obsessive people. So like we need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. We need tacos.
0: Uh. So anyway, we are done now, right? Yes. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl meets Boy Meets World, season four. Episode 13
1: Classes Missed